0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We live, we live, we live. Y'all tuned in with Cajun Rebel and the Legend Eva on the This Can't Be Life podcast. Go ahead, get some. there thank you for tuning in to another week of this can't be life podcast this is episode 52 still going strong um i hope that everybody is in good spirits i hope that everybody's got good energy and good vibes going today sucked um as far as with like the rain and stuff. I really don't like the rain. It kind of puts me in a shitty mood. But um, I was like, you know what? Instead of just being in the house and being upset about the weather, I could use this opportunity to um, record, especially um, in regards to something that I, I had some thoughts about this week. And this week's episode is going to really be kind of inspired by the whole everybody being upset with Chris Brown and all this colorism talk so I figured you know something I've never really talked about colorism um, on the part where we have never talked about it so figure hey um, what better time than now especially while the topic is conveniently relevant um, first and foremost before I get into that, I just want to give a quick like shout-outs of like podcasts that I listened to this week. Um, I listened to Urban Collective, which is native, kind of like me from Boston. I believe the episode was Fatherless Men. I checked that out. Um, great content. I also checked out... Um, I don't even know the name. Let me not even get to Lion. I listened to some new podcasts, and I do know... That It's called the Culture Podcast. Yes, that was it. And um, the episode was called Culture Vulture and it talked about culture appropriation. That was a good one. Um, And then I listened to another new podcast, which is It's Better This Way podcast. And that episode was titled Black Men Don't Cheat. Or... Black men don't cheat. It was kind of weird, but they explained what that meant. I mean, the title threw me a little off. I didn't get to listen to the whole episode of that one, but I was still very much um, intrigued for the twenty-four minutes that I did. Um, if this is your first time listening, again, I am Kay the Rebel. You can find me on Instagram. That is my personal page, and if you're looking for the podcast page, that is TCBL Podcast. On Instagram. I regret to inform you that we no longer have a Twitter account. Um, decided to shut it down. It's just too much. I, I can't do. I like Instagram. I can't keep up with you Twitter people. I used to years ago, just can't do it anymore. Um, another way in which you can um, reach us is by email and that is this can't be life. Life is L-Y-F-E at gmail.com and it's also not b e it's just a single letter b so this can't single letter b l y f e at gmail.com so back to this colorism thing i guess for anybody that's listen, i will hope that you would know what colorism is but in case you don't um it's basically a prejudice or discrimination against individuals kind of like with a dark skin tone but I mean I don't really like that definition because it can happen in reverse too, um, where someone is prejudiced or discriminated against because they have a lighter skin tone um, that kind of leads me to my next point is that I'm starting to realize or be more aware of the fact that colorism just kind of exists um, everywhere um, I do think that initially when we do talk about it in the black community we instantly do think it's the dark skinned people that have the short end of the stick and i think because ever since the beginning of time i mean going back to slavery you know being light or fair-skinned was often sign often a sign of like privilege um you know if you were light-skinned back then you know, supposedly you were like a house slave as opposed to like a field slave, things like that. Or, I mean, we bring up issues like, you know, there were some people that felt like when Obama was first elected as president, that, yeah, although it was our first black president and we made history that, oh, well, you know, it was maybe easier for him to do it because he was light-skinned. Had it been like a dark-skinned brother, maybe it wouldn't have um, went that way. I don't know um overall I think colorism has been swept under the rug and it kind of only becomes a topic of discussion when it comes to like dating or relationship preferences and especially if it's like a celebrity you know or somebody that just has that that platform and you know there's a black man that maybe only once today, or maybe he favors, you know, um, just lighter skinned women. And um, there's artists who kind of glorify light skinned women in their lyrics. Then we have the people that are always looking at the videos to say whether someone has light skinned women versus dark skinned women in their video, you know. People paying close attention to like artists or celebrities dating history I mean we have that going on yeah but again the reason why I'm kind of talking about it and proving my own point is because this is what we were discussing this week all because of the controversy um regarding lyrics from Chris Brown I guess I probably before I get into that I just want to talk about my personal experience with colorism. Um, I can't say that I've ever really connected with anyone who was light skin, unless it was like a guy and I was dealing with them, whether it was dating, I smashed them or whatever. I yeah, when it comes to like friendships and maybe even in the workplace with coworkers or something like that. I've never really connected with um, a light-skinned woman. And um, looking back, I mean, I never really paid attention to that till I was brainstorming for this episode. But looking back, um, I think I've always felt, again, and this is my personal experience with colorism, that lighter-skinned women have a certain air about them. Sometimes there was like a sense of entitlement you know, maybe thinking they're a little better or they're, like, you know, the shit. But I've never once considered them inferior or hated them, even if they had those qualities. Like, you know, but I do feel that it placed a barrier between me feeling like I could connect with them. Um. You know, I don't have any desire to, like, be light skin coming up I never thought that you know light-skinned women were picked before brown or dark-skinned women and the crew that I had like back in the day um people were checking for us and we were all brown or dark-skinned so I can't really say that um I don't know in general I I do think that light-skinned people you know experience colorism as well not going to get too much into that but (laughs) never once have I ever been put like I don't know in a predicament to feel some type of way even when people make comments about things or maybe they only prefer this or prefer that it's never triggered me ever but it's unfortunate that that's not the case for a lot of black women when they hear Comments being made, you know, or if there's favoritism towards a uh, light skinned woman. That um, leads me to um, a YouTube video that I watched by Vlad TV where they interviewed Nick Cannon regarding colorism. And um, when he was being interviewed, they kind of touched base on how. Matthew Knowles kind of teaches like I guess music courses at some university in Texas and that he had did a study regarding like artists and their success particularly female artists who were um black or african-american and that he found after doing research that within the past 15 years that a lot of women or black women that have been on the top 40 charts that they're usually light skin um and (laughs) nick cannon tried to like challenge matthew Knowles's i guess theory by saying that he didn't think so because he felt like over the past couple of years that you know melanin was on its way on its way back and he kept mentioning, like, SZA, and I was just kind of sitting there like, bitch, where? What are you talking about? I think Matthew knows uh, is kind of dead on when you think of a lot of the women who are, um, you know, successful right now. And again, I don't want to, like, make it like I view them. I just personally listen to people's music. I don't really kind of look deep beneath the surface but since this is the topic at hand when you do think about it where are your lauren hills or india irees you know women that are dark skinned, kind of in the industry do you see them you know thriving as when it comes as far as their careers when it comes to current music and now it just does seem like a lot of the names or that everybody's really listening to or liking um, Ella Mai, she's light skin. Cardi B, she's light skin. Nicki Minaj is light skin. That Queen Naja, or however you say her name, whatever. She's fucking annoying, by the way. Um, but yeah, she's light skin. I mean, it it is what it is. I don't understand why, you know. Uh, and I like Nick Cannon. I really do. And I definitely think he's pro black. I like his whole little activism thing he has going on. Or picking up where nipsey um hustle left off as far as um with um the documentary that that he's working on but aside from that i just felt like he was capping to a certain degree uh, during the interview um however he did make some good points and did say that you know Although Matthew this study really only focused on music, he said that in sports, it may be kind of the opposite where you kind of more so get a lot of dark skin men kind of being drafted into the NBA or the NFL and that it's because they are usually the best players. But then, hey, some people could say that maybe light skinned people's making a comeback because then you've got somebody like Steph Curry who's doing his thing and there's nothing there's really not much melanin going on with him but you know hey who's to say but I never really kind of paid attention to sports and thought of it it that way either but um I would have to agree with that that leads me to my next point I think it's hard to kind of avoid colorism I just think we've become conditioned and it's it's been a, a, a like habitual for us to kind of tiptoe around it but it's happening every day it's just a matter of when and how you know we're choosing to to address it i feel overall we need better or maybe more conducive ways of addressing it cuz it seems like people get super defensive um when it comes to this topic um but going back to the matthew Knowles study yeah again i agree um since like lauren hale and foxy brown like which dark-skinned female rappers really have been able to thrive and it does seem a lot of the new or upcoming artists are fair or or light-skinned you don't really get too many people as far as women entering the industry that are you know dark skin and the ones that are that are rap. Like I think they used, um, oh my God, Bianca, um, from Love and Hip Hop New York, the chicken noodle soup girl. They used her as an example saying, you know, she's kinda talented, but she hasn't been able to go, you know, many places and they even showed a little clip of a video with her talking about colorism, how a lot of people say, Oh, she's cute for a dark skinned girl. You know that that ignorance saying that a lot of people, you know, say things like that and she kind of made a song about it which now I'm curious I want to check it out because I mean I've never kind of indulged in any of her music but then we can also look at Remy Ma too I mean she's along the you know darker skinned females and her career hasn't really thrived much either and I even think that was like even before she went to jail I mean I think people liked her but it was more like mixtape Remy Ma she definitely wasn't like top 40 unless she was doing like a collaboration with uh fat joe but yeah i agree with that um also in this interview with um that vlad tv did with nick cannon he claims from his own perspective that he finds himself i guess presently being more fascinated by darker skinned women he feels that beige or light-skinned women are everywhere and that it's making dark-skinned women now stand out or make them kind of unique to a certain degree. And I was just looking like, oh, <laughs> okay, alrighty. righty, however, your wife and your baby mother are both light-skinned and you had the newest child like in recent years. So it's like, are you playing it safe? Are you, like, scared to, like, go there or, like, what? And I think the interviewer kept trying to imply that, but he kept kind of going around it, like, no. Saying how when he's, you know, trying to choose casting for a while and out, he will specifically request somebody that's darker, you know, try to keep it balanced, somebody white. Basically trying to say he's trying to get, you know, be a little bit more diverse and, I'm just still got my third eye on him like hmm and then the interviewer kind of brought up his dating history and how you know he's never really been tied to anybody that would be as dark as a Remy Ma or something like that and again he tiptoed around it I think it was just getting like a little bit uncomfortable because it does make you seem contradictory I guess if you're saying that you know black queens are dark black queens are beautiful but yet you have never been linked to one so you know hey but that's him again i'm not trying to start apart it is what it is whatever he likes is 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 his business um another thing that i found interesting during that interview that they mentioned was that we can't just kind of focus on today's society and how rappers or other people only want to have light-skinned women in their videos because This has been going on since, like, the 90s, that majority of people's love interests, you know, in a lot of our shows or whatever, they were usually light-skinned women. You know, like, Gina. Yeah, so think about it. Like, you know, Gina on Martin was light-skinned. And then, of course, Pam was the darker-skinned friend. Pam was always the butt of the jokes. And even when people were trying to, like choose who were they gonna lust after of course majority of men wanted gina not that many men wanted or desired uh you know pam um and i was thinking about like a lot of movies um i was thinking about shoot i was watching harlem nights i think like the week before last and hey jasmine guy yeah wasn't that eddie murphy's um yeah love interest yeah it is it it kind of is um what is it the movie um i don't know i'm not gonna get too much into that but yeah i i would have to agree that there wasn't many love interests Yeah, that displayed people who were you know darker colored women i'm i'm gonna have to agree to that now i guess i'll just cut to the chase you know get to the meat and potatoes about chris brown so if anyone isn't on social media and hasn't been seeing it going around um chris brown just released a new project called indigo and i guess there's a song on there need a stack which i haven't listened to yet but supposedly the lyrics quote only want to fuck the black bitches with nice hair everybody's upset about it everybody has just made their own perception of what it is that he meant they've broke it down it's been about self-hatred colorism racism like comments on social media have just i I don't know it's just been out of control so many people like celebrities kind of chiming in we all know that tokyo vanity was coming for his neck that got real intense then here comes fucking Tory lane's big ball head little ass talking you know, after his ass was just on the chopping block about colorism a couple of weeks ago and now here he goes trying to act like he's supportive of the black queen. Sit your ass all the way the fuck down. We don't need any type of reassurance from you, buddy, because you were never talking that shit before, so don't talk it now. That, that's just all I'm saying. Anyhow, um, <laughs> when Chris Brown is saying only want to fuck the black bitches with the nice hair, what the fuck does that even mean that's just my first thought i mean we can speculate all day but why couldn't we just ask the man what he meant by that we just instantly kind of went in on him and i am a chris brown fan but not a diehard fan i'm definitely not riding any wave um this has never been a matter about oh whether i've forgiven him whether he's been canceled he's human he fucks up I I I really don't have the time in my day to judge him and all of his actions. I I will leave that to God. However, um, this is not in his defense. This is just me being a realist. Um, we don't even know what he considers nice here. Have we ever had this conversation um, with him? Um, yeah, what is nice here? Or okay, we can play devil's advocate. What if, what if he said that because he's anti-wigs? Maybe he wants to see more black, brown girls wearing their hair. Maybe that would be nice as opposed to, like, the wigs. I, I mean, I don't know. Um, did he ever say that Afro's were bad or somebody with 4C, 4B, 3D, 2F, whatever the hell people are calling it these days. I, I can't get into the different textures of the natural hair. I'll leave that to the naturalistas, but okay. What if he might consider that to be nice i mean we don't know and some people could say oh you know okay the rebel all right just stop you know like don't try to sugarcoat or don't try to let him get away with this oh you know what he means no the fuck i don't i don't know what he means by it i also don't have a complex or i'm not even offended by what he said i don't care what his thoughts are about somebody's here what would that matter to me i'm not fucking with him he ain't dating my daughter my sister my mother none of that how does that really affect me personally i don't think it's an what he said was even an attack on all black women i'm not gonna say that either i don't know what he meant i really don't and i think it would be great if we could have the platform or there could be some type of interview where someone sat down with this man and found out what he really meant by that however he doesn't help it either Because here goes his response saying, you know, I mean, it was ignorant, but I think low-key valid that, you know, y'all bitches don't want to fuck the nigga with fucked up teeth, do you? So, I guess he's basically saying that if he's saying he wants the brown girl with good hair, then why should he be, you know, thrown under the bus for that when we women also have, um preferences somebody don't want to date somebody with messed up teeth we don't want to date short dudes we don't want to date light-skinned dudes actually i'm one of those that have said that i'm married but i've said stuff like that before i think everybody needs to be accountable for them voicing their preferences delivery is always the problem and i just think that he never can handle it when people are coming for him so all he's going to do is react and he can't He's not capable of having a mature conversation. That that I'm going to say. Though um, so he has to come back and say even more ignorant things. Saying that only bitches that are upset are the uglies and not the black queens. Okay, so now it's like, alright, now you're going too far. Who the fuck, the uglies and not the black queens, so who's who's ugly? So does that mean that in order for you to be a black queen, you gotta be pretty? are black women who are not as attractive not black queens i mean anyone that's a faithful listener may say that i'm sounding real contradictory right now because i'd be saying it's always the uglies creating a problem but i never associate that with race there are a lot of people that are considered to be ugly and they do not have to be black so just want to vindicate myself right then and there but i did think it was kind of funny when he said the ugly since i always quote the uglies are always creating a problem and, you know, and not the 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 black queens. And then, yeah, he's another one just like Nick Cannon. Okay, so what black queens, sweetheart? Because the only black queen we really know you to be tied to was Rihanna. Aside from that, I mean, your baby moms not 100% black. These new girls that you've been dating, well, people say you're dating one, but then you're really dating the other. I, I don't know what's happening. I really don't. Again, I don't keep up with him, so that's why I can't even really say... I'm a fan fan you know I pop in and pop out you know when it comes to Chris but um yeah I I just want us to not put this all on him anyways when it comes to this whole colorism thing Chris Brown isn't part of the problem he may not be part of the solution but this goes way deeper than him we're giving him like way too much credit And, um, for those women, you know, some women that I was seeing in the comments that were triggered by, you know, the song lyrics or whatever, and all the other stuff that he was saying. And (laughs) it's just like, how can we expect a brother to value something about us that we don't even value ourselves? And that really is when it comes to hair. So, okay. Over the past couple of years, everybody's anti-relaxer. I'm probably one out of 20 women that still does relax my hair. Somebody is going to say that it's a form of self-hatred. And that's fine if that's what they think about me. I still relax my hair because I like my pixie cut and I want it to lay down. I don't want to wear it. Curly and coils. I think that th- I do. I think there's anything wrong with that. No, there's people that have dope curl patterns My son has a dope curl pattern and natural my grandmother does my mom does my mom has been natural for a few years I've totally supported her and never once looked like oh girl, you know You need to get a relaxer and she's got It's not that this is how I want to wear my hair and I, I don't feel that I hate myself I don't hate anything i just i don't like it the style that i want to obtain and what makes me feel comfortable and what i think looks good on me i can't achieve that without the chemical okay some people could say yeah you can you can flat iron yeah and then when i go outside it's gonna turn into something else so to maintain the look i want for long term yes i relax again don't want to go off on a rant but back to this so yeah people are not relaxing people are going natural However, I'd be mad confused about Natural is because you got 50% of y'all that really are enjoying your kinks and your coils. And then you got the other 50% that wears nothing but protective styles or wears nothing but wigs. And again... If you're taking care of your real hair, you don't really need to protect it from anything. So sometimes I think the protective styles is a cop-out because some of y'all, even though you're choosing to let go of the chemical, you're still backtracking a little bit. Especially those with wigs or the the need to want to wear the blonde hair. We could say that's a form of self-hatred because there's not that many African-American people born with blonde hair coming directly out of the scalp. I said not that many people. I didn't say there was no one. So let's make sure we rewind that there. So, again, maybe that could be self-hatred. I mean, I don't know. I can go on for days um, about about this topic. Like, again, I'm going to say my, my quote I just said a few moments ago. A brother can't respect or value for something that you don't even value yourself now we can also start talking about bodies okay so let a brother say that he doesn't want anybody chunky or you know want somebody to be slim thick or something like that then you know people are getting an attitude or whatever yeah but we're helping contribute to that when there's always somebody that's going under the knife whether it's getting liposuction people getting your fucking ribs broken so you can get fake abs. I mean, come on, people just changing their faces. You know, do, you know the rhinoplasties. Like, just come on. It's a lot. All of this pressure to like have the snap back right after you have a baby. Like, it's it's just too much. But at the same time, the more that we keep giving into that, and the more that we see with these manufactured bodies, I mean. I'm not mad at at any brother that feels like that. That's just not what he's checking for. You know, if he doesn't like somebody that's on the chubbier side or out of shape or whatever. Not bothering me at all. And again, I just think that the biggest thing is that, you know, Chris Brown definitely triggered some people. And, um... People were, were upset. Um... I saw a comment from somebody, I think under the shave room, that um, was like, I see this word preference being thrown around, especially when it comes to our black men essentially crapping on our brown, dark-skinned black women. A preference is when you say, I like tall women versus short women, or I like women with little feet versus women with big feet. To put things lightly, but black men's refusal to acknowledge that their preference of light-skinned women versus dark-skinned women is an adoption of white supremacist ideals. I was like, oh, okay, so, all right, you are are woke, but it's like, oh, come on, girl. You can't give, I understand her point, but I wouldn't give Chris Brown that much credit. Does he even know what the fuck a white supremacist is? Like, somebody like Chris Brown, like, he's kind of ignorant, very much so, actually. I mean, like, I don't, I'm sorry, I, I just couldn't give him that much that much credit. I get her point. Very well spoken and definitely valid. But I just didn't think it applies to him. He's just talking. Saying shit in his music. Because he knows that people are listening to it and buying it. And half the people bopping their heads to it are not even going to give a fuck about what he said. I don't even care about what he said. To be completely honest. Um... I, <laughs> You know, p- preference really shouldn't be the issue. However, yes, the way in which it, it is is expressed definitely is going to spark up some type of controversy, which is exactly um, what this did. But, again, I think it's like we just kind of keep going and going with this. It starts off with, you know, speculating about what he really meant. Then colorism becomes a topic then it becomes racism then it's about slavery then it's about this it's about that and i'm just like this stuff is already there we're not going to make it seem like he's helping necessarily contribute to it because it's it's already been going down for years and we sit quiet about it so like we're upset about it this week and then people gonna be quiet about it next week um i guess i'm guilty of of colorism um myself i can give you like a brief example of a time where i know that i bothered or triggered somebody this is when i used to have a facebook account and my sister posted like this picture of beyonce and she just looked so fair skinned and pale and i was like ooh, she's pale like where is where did her melanin go So instantly, some super pale girl comes out the cut like, oh, it's comments like that. You don't know how people feel. It's people like you that have given me a complex about my skin and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just thinking. And I had to read her for filth in the most polite way and let her know. Okay, I made this comment and it triggered you. Not my problem. Then she wanted to turn it into, I'm offensive. She's want, She felt that she had to address me on behalf of all light-skinned women. And it's just like, girl, have a stadium of fucking seats. Because I don't have a problem with anybody light-skinned. I have a brother that's, that's light-skinned. I just said, where was her melanin? Meaning, like, it just seems like in a, a lot of um, photography pictures of Beyonce over the years... She has become lighter compared to when Destiny's Child first started. So yeah, I just meant where is the melanin? Like, where the fuck did it go? I didn't mean it like her lack of melanin was a problem. Like, again, so I've been victim to somebody taking something that I said. And again, it's always on social media and then like flipping it. But I, I it didn't mean anything to me, you know, to want to personally attack Anybody, but I guess maybe I should have been more mindful about my comments. Um, I do make comments about light, light skin people. Like I just say that you know I'm not interested in light skin or fair skin guys. It's never been my thing. But however, I've dated them before. But I guess when I used to think about my ideal guy, I wanted him to be a chocolate brother. Does that make me a bad person? No, I don't think so. And guess what? I'm not even married to a chocolate brother. And another thing is chocolate brothers was never checking for me. But I never got upset and took it out on them. I mean, hey, some chocolate guys prefer women that a little bit lighter than me. Not a problem. Never has bothered me at all. Because people were still going to check for me regardless you know, and that's just where my level of confidence is at. Other people, I guess they get like I'm um, triggered. Um I guess another form of colorism that I do use sometimes or <laughs> would be well actually let me run this back. I saw a question too on one of the comments about like is it racist to say that you're not attracted to a certain race? And that led me to wanna to talk about that on this episode too. My initial reaction is probably yes. It It is it is racist, yeah, to say that you're not attracted to a certain race. Um, and I believe on Male Species episode volume five, um, feature Amitri, shout out to him, I said I was racist and then my co-host legend Eva was like no you're not and I was like yeah Technically we kind of all are and I Say that to say this um, I would be a liar if I said I'd I i did not do or say some things that would be categorized as racist for instance I guess I could use this um, Example I would never date an Asian man um When I think of attractive men, they just never made the cut. Am I saying that they're all unattractive or I frown upon them? No, I've never seen one where that gave me that spark in my eyes like, oh yeah, I wanna take him down or this. No, I'm not interested. Now, an Asian man can say the same thing about a black woman and would I get offended? No, it works both ways. I guess that's and it's not even me because I'm definitely not one to ride the fence or remain neutral on topics. I'm just more of a realist. And the reality is, is that this shit can all go go both ways. So just how Chris Brown claims, you know, maybe he only likes certain. I don't like super tall guys. I don't like the fact that his torso is is disproportional um, when I view him. I don't really like his body type. At all, I, I don't find it um, attractive or the fact that, you know, he used to do drugs or still does do, do drugs like cocaine and shit like that and popping pills and, and drinking lean and all that. That's unattractive to me. So like it goes both ways. Like I'm not checking for Chris Brown outside of his music so I could give a fuck what he thinks about black queens, non-black queens. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I would never personally be outraged if someone said that they didn't want to date me, whether it was because of my hair, my weight, or anything like that wouldn't bother me at all. Um, sometimes I do believe that colorism or racism or other things that we go through, it can be taught. For instance, um, with raising my daughter, when it comes to maybe dating preferences, racial dating preferences, that is. My daughter finds people from other races attractive more often than than she should, in my opinion. But I kind of don't blame her for it because she's always attended a school that was not predominantly black. So she's attracted to what she sees on a daily basis. Um, and I've said this to her plenty of times that, you know, Amaria. when you get older, I would prefer if you didn't marry or have children with someone outside of your race. And somebody listening to that could be like, ouch, ooh, that's terrible. What's the matter with that? Why can't she find love as long as the person treats her right as long as this? Well, that is true. That that could very much be the case, but that's just not my standpoint. And I guess I would prefer to have black grandbabies. I would also prefer her to explore um, a black man so that she can understand the the plight of a black man as she comes from one. Um, And I just don't want her to add to that narrative of... The black women that have turned their backs on black black men um that's all but again i have nothing against interracial dating there's plenty of couples that i see that are and you know, in interracial relationships, they're happy. And I don't look at them and think, oh, well, why couldn't he chose somebody this? Or why couldn't he chose... I don't do that either. A lot of black women in the black community do that. Like, oh, well, why? Or keep in count, you know, of the celebrities or even just regular black guys and who they date. And if they're light-skinned or if they're from outside, outside a different race. Or, you know, they're not dating people that look like their mamas and their aunts or their sisters. Doesn't bother me. Like... I'm not trying to make somebody check for me if that's not what they want. Whatever makes them happy, that's what they should go and do. Because again, I'm not trying to be hypocritical either because just like people got preferences or they prejudge or discriminate in their own little way, I, I do the same thing. I'm guilty of it. Um, I guess in you know conclusion, I guess I can really talk about what I feel are like should be the bigger picture or biggest concerns with colorism and that would be that it doesn't only affect women I think that there are um, men that go through the same thing you know there's plenty of dark-skinned guys that I know have complexes because they're constantly being compared to light-skinned men Um, colorism also just doesn't affect those with dark skin as i mentioned earlier i mean it goes in reverse too you know yeah we we pick on light-skinned people oh yeah that's some oh yeah that's that light skin shit. or that's this like everybody has said something about light-skinned people before too like oh you know light-skinned dudes is not making a comeback maybe light-skinned people are canceled i i don't know everybody has made a comment about that um third thing is you know colorism isn't only happening um in the black community it happens other places like I know that there's people from other countries you know like for instance I know that I had um my mom was friends with someone that was Haitian and I know she was talking to me about how like people praise you more if you were lighter skin and her and her Now, I'm not saying all Christians. She was just saying in her family, she always felt when she was coming up that some of her grandparents, aunts and uncles always kind of favored the lighter skin um, uh, children or um, I think we can use like Spice, who's from Jamaica on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta and she talks about how Bleaching creams are at an all-time high people are really trying to purchase those in her country so that they can be lighter because that is it's superior, you know, or or inferior, you know, to be lighter. So, you know, it other people experience it um, um, as well. To a certain degree, kind of colorism is a form of racism. You know, they definitely go hand in hand. Anyone that's trying to act like they don't, they definitely do. Um, colorism isn't just, I think, within, like, the media and when these conversations come up. I think it kind of starts within, with, with all of us, with each of us. You know, we really have to look at what we con- contribute to it. Um, or lack thereof us not doing enough to maybe address the issue. And again, like I said, we're coming up with ways that we can get to the bottom of it, conducively, as, as opposed to just keep arguing all day about shit that we know we're all guilty of. We're thinking we're gonna single people out or maybe not addressing our own complexes because, I mean, just when I was reading those comments and seeing how many black women were triggered by what he said, and I'm thinking, I was not triggered, not one time. I asked a few other females, too, how they felt about it, and they were, like, so, like, kind of like that walk flock of meme where he's looking like, uh, okay. Yeah, it's just, like, I just kind of wish that people didn't give Chris, yeah, that, that much credit. Um, I think to understand colorism, too, you have to understand, um, you know self self perception and what you're gonna what you identify with or what you consider yourself and i think that nowadays it's like it's a constant battle about you know the shades of our skin and who's lighter or or who's darker for example i've been called light skin before by someone and it pissed me the fuck off it's like i'm brown like a i tan brown even like I may not be as dark as like a Viola Davis or an but I'm not light skinned But the fact but again, that's that's how somebody else perceived me. However, I do know how I perceive myself and I don't consider myself light skinned May not be as dark as the next person, but I don't consider myself light skinned and I don't have a desire to be light skinned at all. Um But yeah, um feel free to chime in. Anybody wants to hit us up so that maybe we can keep this discussion going because I am open to rebuttals, opinions. If anybody wants to add on or explore something that, you know, I said, um, feel free to do so. And um, on that note, peace.